been leader, because that have been strengthened. Thank you, Father. Oh, because our ignorance is dispelled, darkness is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Lord, we yield ourselves to the Holy Ghost to be able to, to be doers of your word in the name of Jesus as your word shapes and renews our minds. Thank you for questions that are answered. Thank you for solutions to problems in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. Oh, because you are working on us. Bible says that you are working us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Thank you through your word, oh, that we receive not as a word of man, but as the word of God, we receive that word. Let it walk in our hearts and straighten us out know where we need to in the name of Jesus. We speak the word with boldness and we hear it with all simplicity of heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, once again, good evening and welcome. If you are just joining us, and um, tonight we will continue our, our Bible study. Praise God. Chapter 2, verse 1. I want to bring some things to the fore again. You know, in chapter 1, we were told that we, we've been born again by the word of God. Okay. And then in chapter 2, he gives us um, an instruction. He said, wherefore, laying aside all malice, guile, or deceit, hypocrisies, envies, and evil speakings. Now, reading this scripture again, this verse again, it tells me something. Malice, deceit, hypocrisies, envies, evil speaking. These have to do with our relationship with men also. These have to do with our relationship with fellow believers and with men. It means that how we receive God's word is very important. Hallelujah. He said we should lay these things aside. Lay hypocrisy aside. Lay envy aside. Lay deceit aside. Lay evil speaking aside, you know. A friend told me a story today about um, something that happened between her and her in-laws. Her husband is late. And uh, so they went, recently they went to bury the, her mother-in-law. Now she pastors a church. Herself and her husband founded the church several years ago. And um, apparently, the parents or the family did not like the idea, the fact that their son, being the first son of the family, you know, pulled out of uh, paid employment, you know, a good job that he had, and um, went to start ministry. They didn't like it, and they held 
that grudge against him until he died. <laughs> and even after death, they still extended the grudge to the wife and the children. They had about, they have about, they had about uh, three, three or four children together. You know, the children are all grown up now. They are all grown up now. Three of them live outside of the country. You know, and yet they still hold, they're still holding the grudge against them. And you know what? The parents, that's the in-laws now, the husband's parents, even built a church. <laughs> they built a church and gave, gave it to a particular ministry. They built a church. The, and it, the, the, one of the sisters, okay, one of the husband's sisters, one of the sisters-in-law, the husband is a pastor. So they said, and they're still up till now, they're still holding grudges. So said, when they went to bury the, the mother-in-law, you know, it was in the same area where, the uh, same cemetery where the husband was buried. So from there, said they went to 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 um, and she herself and the daughter said that oh let's go visit your father's grave. So when they got there, they got praying, and while they were there, the sister-in-law, the husband, whose husband is a pastor, and um, six other people, they all came. You know, they met them there, and they they did their own prayer. <laughs> Did their own prayer on the grave of the of the of her husband. They didn't even say a word to them. They did their thing and just left. And she was like, "What? Even even over a dead person? So what's I, what's the essence of you coming to pray? What kind of prayer are you going to pray? Praying with grudge and hatred in your heart. Hallelujah." You see, that's why Paul Peter says, lay aside all malice, lay aside deceit, lay aside hypocrisy, lay aside envy, lay aside evil speaking, so that you can receive the word of God with the right attitude, with the right mindset. I mean, this, I mean, someone who builds church, you know, <laughs> I mean, someone who's a pastor, you know, the, 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 I mean, the whose husband is a pastor and all that, they were still holding malice, still holding, and, you know, grudge, deep grudge. I mean, this is somebody, the press, the, this person has died over 10 years ago. If I want to saying 10 years. I mean, the person has been long gone since almost 20 years ago. Hallelujah. Obviously, those grudge, you can be reading your Bible, okay, and not receive the word of God. Amen. James says we should receive the engrafted word of God with meekness. And it will be able to save our souls. So the attitude with which we receive the word of God is very important. You can't, if you have not received God's word, if it has not affected your soul. 
if you are keeping unforgiveness, working in unforgiveness, working in working in malice, you know, working in you know in deceit, working in envy, working with a competitive spirit against you know against your brother or your sister. Listen, be the be the loudest worshiper in the church. That word you have not received God's word. I know what it cannot work in your life. Amen. So we've got to be careful at our hearts. We must keep our hearts tender, or else the word of God will not be able to produce in our hearts. Paul Peter says, lay aside all malice. God, hypocrisies, envies, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of God's word so that you may grow thereby. Hallelujah. So someone who is still walking in envy, walking in deceit, walking in hypocrisy, walking in uh, uh, jealousy, walking in evil speaking, speaking evil about your brother or your sister, that person is obviously not growing as a Christian. Hallelujah. And when Peter wrote first this epistle, he wrote it to believers who are under persecution and he, he shared with them who they were in Christ Jesus. We saw it in, in, chapter, in, in verse 9 to, to verse, verse 9, 10, 11. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, holy nation, God's peculiar people that will be able to demonstrate the praises of him, uh, to show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness uh, into his marvelous light. Verse 10. Hallelujah. He said, we were not a people in times past, but now we are not the people of God. We did, we did not obtain mercy before, but now we have obtained mercy. That is who we are. And he now from verse 11 starts to tell us our duty, how we ought to live out this life. You cannot live out this life if you don't lay aside. If those things, are, if the word of God does not affect your soul, receive the word of God with meekness, with the engrafted word of God with meekness so that it will be able to save your soul. In verse 11, it tells us that we should, we should, we should be as strangers and pilgrims, we should abstain from fleshly lusts, fleshly lusts, the war against our souls. Hallelujah. So the word of God tells us that we should abstain, we should fight it. Amen. We have got to fight against sin, having dominion over us. Romans 6 verse 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, because you are no longer under the law, but you are now under grace. You have obtained mercy. Hallelujah. So it is my responsibility, it is my responsibility as a believer to abstain from fleshly loss, fleshly desires, desires of the flesh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Now, so we stopped at verse 12. Uh, 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 okay, no, we, 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 I think we even got to verse 13 where we began to talk about uh, submission, submitting to to those who are in authority, as long as uh, it is uh, in line uh, with the will of God. It is, doesn't negate uh, what uh, 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 our nature as believers, it does not negate uh, God, what God would, uh, God's will for us uh, as believers. Praise God. So we have been told uh, to, to do that. 
Why should we do that? The Bible tells us that it says, submit yourself to every ordinance of man, verse 13, for the Lord's sake. Did you see that? For the Lord's sake. You know, we do not submit to people, you know, because they deserve it. We submit to people for the Lord's sake. Because that is the order of God. God says we should submit to those in authority. Those say, man, those guys are wicked. Oh, they are holy people. Oh, these politicians are, oh, this, uh, they are corrupt. They are this, that, that. No, the Bible says that we should submit to them. Hallelujah. Because uh, it said, it says, for so is the will of God, verse 15, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. You know, this, in Peter's day, Jews didn't like to submit to Romans because they believed that, come on, anybody that is not of the stock of, of uh, uh, that is not a Jew, I mean, we should lose. Why should we submit to you? Why? So it was strange to them. Why would Peter say so? Peter being a Jew. Peter hasn't, haven't received of the law. Amen. He gave them this instruction. He says we should honor all men. In verse 16, he said, as free, but not using your liberty as a cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God. Yes, we have been freed. We are free in Christ Jesus. We have been delivered from the power of darkness. Amen. We have received our freedom, but we should use it as servants of God. We should use it as servants of God. Praise God. And then in verse 18, he goes ahead to say, servants, be subject to your masters. Praise God. Of course, now we, we in modern day terms, it will be employees. Be subject to your employers. Submit to them with all respect or fear. Not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. <laughs> a forward is someone who is a forward is somebody who who is uh, not you know who is not a good boss. Amen. So we have wicked people. We have bosses who are who 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 don't seem to have a heart. You know we have we you know we have all kinds of bosses. We have all kinds of bosses. You know we have all kinds of employers. You know, but the Bible says we should submit to them. For this is thankworthy. What does it mean to be thankworthy? Let me read it from the Living Bible Translation. Amen. Praise God. It says we, we've got to submit to them. Chapter 2, verse 19. He says, uh, he said, you who are slaves must submit to your masters with all respect. Of course, now it's not in our modern days, employers to employee. What do what they tell you, not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they are cruel. So, so we have, I mean, we've worked in various places for some, I mean, we have work, we have we have cruel bosses, cruel employers. The Bible says that we should do that. Amen. For God is pleased. When conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. So, which means that there are employers that can that will treat us unjustly. But the life and the nature that we have, amen, 
God tells us, gives us the instruction that we should still be sub submissive to them. We should do their, we should do their bidding as long as it is not against God's rule. Hallelujah. Amen. He says that we 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 can we can we should endure unjust treatment. Oh, pastor, does that mean that I cannot talk about my fundamental human rights? Does that mean that if if the person treats me unjustly, I cannot seek redress? Does that mean that if someone has has trampled on my rights? Amen. Now, here is how I want us to balance it. The Bible says that love does not uh, uh, count evil done to it. Amen. Peter also says this here. Amen. But do you remember Paul? When Paul uh, was slapped by Caiaphas and he reacted, you have no right to do that, I'm, you know. Paul did that, but that means, praise the Lord, within the ambience of the law, well, within, yeah, without, within the confines of the law, glory to God, we can actually still defend our rights. However, there is no particular order. That's why for us that we should follow in that sense, the what the scriptures tell us is this. Bible says that we should do what they should tell they tell us to do. Okay, he said, do what they tell you. Not only if they are kind or reasonable, but even if they are cruel. For God is pleased when, conscious of His will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. You know the Bible says that love suffers long. Now, what I advise people is this. When two things you have to do, check God's word, check your heart, what the Holy Ghost wants you to do. Sometimes the Lord may, the Holy Spirit can lead you to seek a redress. When there's peace in your heart concerning it. Because sometimes, you know, God sees ahead. He knows more than you. Amen. So when your mind, you, you, your mind, you want to react, check your heart. Pray about it. Seek God's direction. Hallelujah. What is the default mode is this. Enjoy it. Amen. However, where there is room for redress, right? And you have a leading to do that. Go ahead. But this is the default. Love, it says, 
you will endure just treatment. Praise God. If you cannot endure it, get out. Or you keep quiet. Where there is room for redress. And you are led of the Holy Ghost. Or you, you receive instructions. Or, or there is peace in your heart. To, do, to go ahead to do that. Then you can go ahead. Or else, if you just do it in the flesh. You know you can boomerang. And it can cause more problem than you ever bargained for. So that's where the balance is. Praise God. Balance is the key to life. Very important. So let's read up. Okay. He said, of course, you get no credit for being patient if you are beating for doing wrong. Of course, you know, so, oh, I'm suffering ill treatment. Oh, I'm being punished. If you did wrong, you'll be punished. Okay, but if you suffer for doing good and enjoy it patiently, God is pleased with you. Did you see that? So that is the that that that's 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 the the yardstick. Will God be pleased with me if I go in this direction? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He said, "For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you." He is your example that you must follow and you must follow in his steps. Praise God. So the Bible tells, tells us that even though we are a chosen generation, we are a royal priesthood and all that, when it comes to men we have to, that we have to submit to, authorities that we have to submit to, sometimes they treat us cruelly. In a, they, they treat us in a cruel manner. Sometimes we have to bear some certain ill treatments because of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says that when you do that, the Bible says God is pleased with you. Amen. God is pleased with you. And you see, we've got to cherish that. God is pleased with me. In Colossians uh, uh, Colossians, let's see, let's see Colossians chapter 3. Let's see something that Paul says there. Glory to God. Verse uh, 22, same instruction, similar instruction that Paul gave to uh, employees. He says, servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. Not with eye service, as men please us, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the law, not unto men. So we that our labor in the field of men, it should be done as unto the law. Knowing, verse 24, that of the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. You know, some of us, we have stories of employees, of employers or bosses not appreciating us despite all that we put in. You know, they may not even see it. When it's time for them to do your appraisal, they score you low and you feel so terrible. And you feel like just fighting them. Well, you know, the Bible says, do it as unto the Lord. He said, knowing that the Lord is the one going to reward you. 
Hallelujah. Can we have faith in that? Peter is telling us to believe that, come on, we are pleasing to God and God will reward us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 So he said that we are actually following the example of Jesus. Remember, we are talking about submission, the duties of the believer when it comes to, I mean, when it comes to your employers, amen, when it comes to those who are in authority, praise the Lord, amen. He says that, for we see Jesus uh, as an example. Jesus has, he, 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 Jesus suffered, okay, verse 21 says, Whereunto are you called? Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. So I say, ah, I'm a believer now. Oh, I should go suffer. Me, I know go suffer. You know, and praise God. Listen, <laughs> there is Christian suffering where you, where you suffer unjustly. Amen. Where you are ill-treated. Praise God. And the Bible says, and God will say, no, don't do anything. Walk in love. And the person is ill-treating you and is not even repentant about it. The Bible says uh, that, what are you doing? You are pleasing the Lord. He said, Jesus, we are following the example of Jesus who suffered. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so ah, no, ah. Hey, I cannot, I can't take any, any, any nonsense. I can't take any nonsense. Jesus took nonsense. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. What did he do? The Bible says in verse 22, who did no sin? That he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything wrong. Neither was guile found in his mouth. He never deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted. Neither did he threaten revenge when he suffered. Hallelujah. You know, in all these movies that we watch, they are, they are full of a lot of revenge. Oh, someone did this, uh, I'm going to revenge. And then they spend the whole of their life, they spend the rest of the movie, you know, trying to revenge. That's human beings for you. But the Bible says that Jesus has left us an example. Amen. So don't, 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 don't avenge evil. Bible don't take revenge. Oh, my pastor is very painful. No, don't take the Bible. Says, Jesus has left us an example. He said that even though he was threatened, he did not threaten revenge, even though he suffered. What did he do? He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. Do you believe that scripture? Do you believe that God judges fairly? Do you believe it? Praise God. Yeah, he does. He said he left his case in the hands of God who always, who always judges fairly. King James says he committed himself to him that judges righteously. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. 
God judges righteous. Are you feeling cheated? Are you feeling ill-treated by your, by your employer, by your boss? Are you feeling, are you feeling that you have not been treated well? Have you, you have not been treated fairly? The Bible says that you should commit it unto the Lord who judges fairly. We saw in Colossians chapter 3, he said, the Lord who he will reward you for you serve the Lord Christ. Amen. 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 Now, let's read on. So, talking about Jesus, in verse 24, he says, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Oh, glory to God. Talking about Jesus, talking about the suffering of Jesus. Jesus, he, he, Jesus had to go through that suffering so that you and I could be dead to sins. You know, sometimes uh, we suffer for the greater good. We allow some certain things to go for the greater good. Hallelujah. Because uh, pleasing God is more important than our temporary uh, 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 comforts. Yeah. Pleasing God is more important than our temporary comfort. Do you know we can enjoy comfort by insisting on our own rights? Hallelujah. Listen, when we always try to insist on our own rights, it means we are not letting God fight for us. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus, the Bible said, he bore our sins in his sufferings. That we be to, uh, in his own body on the tree. So talking about, about his crucifixion, Jesus bore our, our sins. He bore our sins in his own body. What a glorious news. This is, this is the news of redemption. Jesus bore our sins upon his own body on the tree that we've been dead to sins. Hallelujah. Now, my leave unto righteousness. This is our death to sin is in two ways. Praise God. Is in, is in two ways. One, we are dead through the suffering of Jesus. We died to the power of sin that was uh, as a result of the death and the guilt that we had, that sin brought. Sin brought, you know, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, is death. You know, that song says, uh, he paid the debt I could not pay. I owed a debt I could not pay. And I needed someone to help me to pay the debt. Hallelujah. So we are dead. The debt the, the of sin no longer has power over us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's just like somebody who is owing uh, a large sum of money. And someone, uh, you know, and every time he goes before the creditor, you know, there's always this guilt. There's always this 
you know, this, uh, he feels bad, you know, he, I mean, there's like a sword that is hanging down his neck. And then someone comes and pays it off. You know, immediately it is paid off. That person, the debtor suddenly becomes free. He is dead to that debt. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The believer is dead to that debt. Sin no longer has dominion over us. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ. Jesus, when he died, he paid the debt of your sin. Praise God. Glory to God. The sacrifice of Jesus paid the debt of sin and the guilt that sin put on us. Therefore, that debt has no more power over us again. Secondly, amen, we are dead to sin in the sense that we now have a greater passion that fills our life. Hallelujah. We no longer have the passion for sin. Our passion is now for the life of Jesus. Our passion is now for Jesus. Hallelujah. So the passion for when the person gets born again, his passion for Jesus should be greater than his passion for sin. Amen. The believer, the believer, passion for sin is dead to it. That is now alive unto God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, he that is dead is freed from sin. Let's look at Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Romans 6 and verse, we read from verse 6. Hallelujah. If your passion is, if, if the person's passion is still for sin, you need to check, is that person really born again? Hallelujah. Amen. Look at verse 6. He says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Let me read it from the New Living Translation. I, 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 I think I, I kind of prefer that one um, to make it a bit clearer for us. Romans chapter 6, uh, from verse 6. He says, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. When Christ died, we died with him. What is the result? Sin, that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Praise God. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Come on, say to yourself, I'm set free from the power of sin. Yeah, you've been set free from the power of sin. Glory to God. Verse 8, since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over Christ. When Christ died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. 
Do not give in to sinful desires. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says we should, we, we cannot, don't give in to it. Don't give in to it. Glory to God. You know, <laughs> it is it, it, interesting. I, there's, there's someone that's it's in the public space. There. There's someone who, one of these actresses uh, who, who at a time, someone said, we heard that she got born again. And I remember they said, giving her the, they, they gave her the title of an evangelist. Said you gave her an evangelist, so and so. You know, a very popular actress in Nigeria, Nollywood actress. You know, and I watched on Instagram yesterday. You know, I just saw it, where she was condemning. She was like, she does not understand all those who are preaching against premarital sex. And she called herself an evangelist. I've seen her in church, you know, before. You know, I've seen a picture of her in church before. In a church before. You know, as you like, he said they must be really, they must really be very wicked and inconsiderate. All those who are preaching against premarital sex, how could they think that way? You know, that it is wrong. I mean, it is not wrong. That, I mean, how can someone, how can, and you know, what was her argument? How can someone want to marry somebody and not know without knowing whether the person is sexually fit or not? The person has to test the waters. <laughs> you know, was, and that was that was her defense. She was like, "Yeah, you you have to test the waters to be sure that this person is actually can 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 perform." Yeah, and she called herself an evangelist. When the Bible tells us that marriage is honorable in all things and the bed of defile, what mongers and adulterers, God will judge. Hallelujah. When the Bible says we should abstain from all appearances of, I mean, the Bible tells us that, I mean, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, you know, where Paul instructed that it is better for you to marry than to born. I mean, if you cannot hold yourself, go and marry. So this, that sexual relationship is within the marriage, is should, should be within the confines of marriage. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So our passion, our desire for sin should die. I mean, we are dead to it. So when the Bible says that Jesus Christ, that, you know, he, 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 he suffered, he bore sins in his own body. Why? So that we being dead to sin, we are dead to the depth of sin and we are also dead to the passion for sin. Glory to God. Amen. So he said, by whose stripes and by that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. In other words, we should live unto, unto our righteousness, our, our righteous nature. We are now the righteousness of God. Because we are now dead to sins, praise God. That passion, listen, listen. The passion of anybody that gets born again and still has the want to, anyone that claims is born again and still has the want to, I want to sin, that person is not born again. No, no, the person is not born again. Hallelujah. 
Someone who that harries the life of God on the inside of him, that wants to, will die. That wants to, praise God, will it will it will shrivel. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. He said that we should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Ooh, glory to God. This talks about our healing in two dimensions. Spiritual healing and physical healing. Remember, he was talking about the, what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Okay? What did he do on the cross? He bore our sins upon his own body on the tree. So he dealt with the issue of our sins. So he, we, he, he, he now we that were, that were dead in sin, he now made us alive. So that's talking about spiritual healing. But it's not only about spiritual healing. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. The death of Jesus also affected physical healing. Isaiah chapter 53. Let's go there. Isaiah 53. By whose stripes we were healed. Well, some people say, well, he was talking about spiritual healing there alone. It has nothing to do with physical healing. Physical healing is gone. No. Look at it. Verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. The word sorrows there is sickness. That's, the, that's the, the Hebrew meaning is sickness. He carried our griefs, he bore our sicknesses. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. For he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Matthew chapter Matthew chapter uh, 17. Glory to God. Sorry. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 17. Verse 16. Even when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and they cast out the spirits of his word, and he healed all that were sick. Talking about physical sickness. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bore our what? Sicknesses. Did you see that? Did you see that? So the death of Jesus, the redemptive sacrifice of Jesus included physical sickness, healing of physical sickness. Amen. Hallelujah. So our body, that is where sickness comes, affects. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Jesus paid the price for it. But you know, even though this is our body, yeah, we can, we can actually claim healing. 
but our body will, be, will receive the complete redemption at the resurrection. Amen. Because this body will still die. The Bible says that this our body is decaying. It is decaying. Yeah. It is because the life that it, it because the body is now mortal. It's now mortal. Remember Peter in first in first Peter chapter one, when we were talking about uh, studying first chapter one, we saw that he told us about the hope, the hope of resurrection where our body will receive immortality. But even though our body is still mortal now, we can still live in good health. We can still claim divine healing. We can still claim divine health. Amen. Why? Because he bore our sins upon his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin may live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Hallelujah. Then in verse 24, verse 25, Glory to God. Rounding up on chapter, chapter, chapter two. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm too glad Jesus died for you. By his stripes, you were healed. Praise God. Sin no longer has dominion over you. You are the power of sin has been broken over you. Amen. He says, By whose stripes you were healed, for you were a sheep going astray. But now, you have returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your soul. Mm. He gives Jesus, he tells us who Jesus is to us. Two titles of Jesus. One, Jesus, the shepherd of our soul. Two, Jesus, the bishop of our soul. A shepherd is a pastor. Okay? He calls Jesus the chief shepherd. The shepherd of our soul. Is he your pastor? How much is Jesus pastoring you? Who is a pastor? The pastor is one that guides. The pastor is one that feeds. He feeds us. God spoke to Jeremiah said, I will give you pastors after my own heart who shall feed you with knowledge. Amen. As we go into his word every day, let him feed you. He wants to feed you. He wants to also guide you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads. He guides. And then he says, he's the bishop. Who is a bishop? A bishop is a overseer. He's like a governor. Hallelujah. So Jesus is both our shepherd in other words, he governs our lives. You know, the Bible says, talks about him being the prince of, of peace, the governor. He calls him Hallelujah. In our submission to him, we submit to him as our Lord, as our governor. So, which means that we can't just run our lives. We've got to understand this. We can't just run our lives. Anyhow, we want to long run it. No. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got to recognize that we have a shepherd and we also have a governor. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Oh Lord, what a humbling, what a humbling word this is. We submit ourselves, we consecrate ourselves, shepherd of our souls. We consecrate ourselves to the bishop of our souls. To follow you, Lord. Help us. Oh, that song says, day by day, dear Lord, of the three things I pray to seek, to see you more, to seek you, uh, 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 to see you more clearly, love you more dearly, follow you more nearly, day by day. Thank you. You are my shepherd. That song says, shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may lead, I will follow. For I have made the choice to listen for your voice. Be it in the quiet uh, darkness or by a gentle stream. You know, the shepherd of my soul will be my guide. Should I face a mighty mountain or a valley dark and deep, the shepherd of my soul will be my guide. He calls him the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then he now continues the work about the subject of a, 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 a submission. Again, submission comes up again. This Peter guy, he must really be submission conscious. <laughs> How we ought to lead our lives. He's talked about submission to those in authority, the government, you know, and then he talks about submission to those who are our employers, and then he introduces submission on another level in the home, in the marriage institution. Praise God. Amen. And uh, we'll stop here today so that we'll start, we'll pick up from there on uh, next week, Wednesday. Glory to God. Uh, next week, Wednesday. Next week, Wednesday is next week, Wednesday is the last Wednesday of the month, isn't it? Yeah, if next week, okay. Next week, Wednesday, we are going to be having uh, worship on Wednesday, next week, Sunday. So, Wednesday. So, in August, we are going to resume we're talking about uh, chapter three. Praise God. Hallelujah. Submission between husband and wife, understanding what 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 it is and how 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 it works within the framework of the marital institution. Praise God. Hallelujah. I trust that you have been blessed today. Amen. I trust that you have received a word from God today. We're talking about how to walk, how to shine forth our light. Said we have been called out of darkness into this marvelous light so that we can show forth the praises of God in our relationships with men. So that even when they point accusing fingers at us, when they see our good works, they will not be able to won't have anything to hold against us. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Even if they say, oh, you are bad people. You are hip. I mean, you are, you are fanatics. Amen. I remember one song with one brother came to sing a song in our in our fellowship many years ago. I think that should be 1990 or so. He said, he said, somebody, some people call me a fanatic. Some people call me a fool. Some people call me a fanatic. And he says, I am a fan that sticks to Jesus. <laughs> I'm a fan that sticks to Jesus. Oh, so I'm fantastic. I'm a fanatic but I'm the Father that sticks to Jesus. Glory to God. May your life and my life may be a, a, an example for people to follow. 
May it be a light, may it be a beacon that will shine, that will cause people to come to the Lord Jesus. May we receive grace to be able to bear even ill treatment. When men ill treat us, they will stay within the confines of love. When employers, you know, they, they maltreat us, they, they give us ill treatment, they don't give us what is due us, you know, but, but we stand for Jesus. And when uh, we receive, we receive grace uh, to be able to still stand uh, and follow the Lord Jesus when He tells us that we should not seek any, we should not seek regret, but we should give everything over to the Lord, handle everything over to the Lord who judges righteously. May we receive grace uh, to be able to stay there in the name of Jesus, uh, knowing that promotion comes uh, from uh, above. Uh, may you not miss your reward uh, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise for your word tonight. We bless your name. So much has been spoken. 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 May it find expression in our hearts in the name of Jesus. We receive your word, not as the word of men, but as the word of God. We declare sin does not have dominion over us. We declare that our passion for sin is dead. It died when we died with Christ Jesus. And our passion is now for the life and for the love of Jesus. May, we, may our passion oh, be red hot. May it be red hot. May it be red hot in the name of Jesus so that oh, it, will, it, will, it will affect all those who are around us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Is there anyone that is struggling with any lust of the flesh? Father, we pray, oh, for strength, oh, to be able to stand your ground and stand on the platform of holiness and, 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 and live above it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you so much for staying with me until now. Okay? And uh, we will continue uh, first Wednesday in August.